0: Opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gau Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gau Media station. Deshaun Watson officially has requested a trade from the Houston Texans Green. As it turns out, he did this days ago. So it is official now. Deshaun Watson will want out of Houston. The head coaching hire of David Culley makes no difference. It does not change his feelings one bit. Deshaun Watson has requested a trade from the Houston Texans. This now vaults to the top of the offseason storylines. We will wait to see where Deshaun Watson goes this offseason. But now we see how the Houston Texans handle a situation. Houston, you have a problem. Officially, he has requested the trade.
1: Sports, 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 sports. So they just sit there and talk about sports?
2: Yeah, and I wonder what the hell we're going to talk about today. You poor city, you have a
0: problem. You've never heard that before.
2: Let's do it. It's a Thursday on the Blitz.
0: Diabolical. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman.
2: And The Blitz is on for a Thursday. Welcome to the greatest show in the history of the known universe. With me, Fred Fowler, The Falcon, A.J. Hoffman, Chocolate Braveheart, Aaron Rabel, The Voldemort. You want to get in today? 713 780 ESP injured number. 713 780 3776. Or you can get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like, send a message. Aaron will read it if he likes it. Gets him involved, makes him feel important. So help make Aaron feel important. There's Twitter at Fred Fowler, F A O U R, at AJ is the real, at Aaron is blitzed, at degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. Same as the main number. You can also uh, watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. And it's a Thursday. And pretty much nothing else matters because it's all your Texans today.
3: I, what are we? doing? It's a do slow we, day.
2: Do we? Do we, well? It's pretty much going to eat up the whole show. So do we start? What? Do we start with the Texans got a new coach? Let's start with the coach, shall we? Are, are you impressed? I mean that offense he ran in. <laughs> no. Uh. Well, that defense. Well, oh. his record as a coach. But be- no. Yeah. Hey, at least it's not a retread. We got that going yeah, for us.
3: first time head coach. That's what we said. Let's find a guy who hasn't been proven to be a failure. Yeah, let's do it. And, you know, they've um, they, they've got their guy. So I, I'm happy about it. I, I not really.
2: <laughs> I tried really. What are you drinking over there?
3: Uh, Austin East Apple Seltzer.
2: Oh, wow. That looks awesome.
3: Well, there's plenty out there, Fred. Is there? Uh, well, yeah, guess where I'm going on the break. Josh had the Austin Eastsiders folks in here, and they brought a whole cooler load of uh, seltzers and ciders. And uh, I wow, think, I think they've got some new stuff coming out. Do you, did you catch what the new one is that they've got coming out, or is it the seltzers that's new?
1: Uh, I think the seltzers that are new.
3: Okay, uh, because they've got they've got pineapple. They've got the original dry. They've got, um, got a sangria one, sangria and a blood orange cider. They've got all those out there. And then they've got peach cider, apple cider, or no, peach uh, seltzer, apple seltzer, and a uh, black cherry seltzer.
2: Well, I may just have to drink them all because... We'll do it. It's, it's, that's it's the that's, kind of day that we need. Yeah, it is the kind of day we need. So uh, we'll start with David Cully, who I don't know if this guy can coach. I, I, nobody knows who he is. And... You know, and I guess maybe it was Josh that brought it up. Maybe he's Bo Porter. Maybe he's here for a couple years, and then Josh McCown's your guy. Uh, I don't know. I I did write a column today where I worked really hard to find some positives to this hire. So I do have some positives. At least he's not a retread. That's one. Yeah. It could be worse. Uh, I mean, I I love that he's bringing in Lovey Smith as defensive coordinator. I think that's – you know me. I like guys who – Failed as head coaches, but we're good coordinators. That's what
3: you want as your coordinator? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I don't really care what he's bringing in. Listen, th- what this is, is Bo Porter. This is the Texans saying, all right, listen, we need somebody to drive this bad boy for the next two or three years because we're probably winning about eight or nine games over that span. So we need someone to just be here and be in charge. And then when we finally got some talent and we look like we can do something, we'll go hire a coach. I think he's the fall guy.
2: Yeah, I think that's fair. And, you know, who knows? Maybe it works out because I know a lot of times in history, 65-year-old first-time head coaches have really worked out. Um, Especially ones that and – I'm not so worried about a guy not calling plays because the guy I wanted doesn't call plays. Eric Bannamy. Uh, the Eagles just hired a guy who, guess what, doesn't call plays or hasn't called plays. So, I, uh, I'm, you know, I don't mind that so much. And I, I also like this. I like that this is a guy who worked for Andy Reid. This is a guy who worked for John Harbaugh. That's a, uh, that's a pretty good pedigree. Yeah. Now I don't know why. No, his name has never come up before for anything. Except this. And, and the other thing that kind of bothers me is like all the guys the Texans were talking to, not like anybody wanted Leslie Frazier. So I, I don't know. Uh, one of the things that somebody put out today is he was quarterbacks coach in Buffalo in 2017 and 18. And that's when Josh Allen had only 10 touchdown passes. With a 52. He was
3: basically like a failed CFL quarterback his first year. Yeah, but it was also his first year. Yeah, that's So, fair. I mean, I'm
2: not going to put that on him too much. And then, um, you know, he's been the passing game coordinator for the Ravens the last two seasons. And uh, they were last in passing yards. Now, they're also last in pass attempts. They're a running team. So, I think you take that with a grain of salt. I think my favorite stat, though, is... I don't know if you remember this, but he was a wide receivers coach and assistant head coach under Andy Reid in Kansas City from twenty thirteen to twenty sixteen. Well. I don't know if you remember the twenty fourteen Chiefs. Do you know, do you know how many touchdowns their wide receivers scored that year? Not
3: uh, was it zero, right? It was zero. It's Alex Smith era. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. Now they also I mean, the offense was fine. It's just it, it's funny though that, that that's kind of when you start digging through somebody's track record. Now I think all of those things are explainable. But I don't know how you look at this guy and say, "Hey, this is a you know, this is our guy." I just don't know how you do it.
3: I mean, he's a cultural fit, Fred.
2: Well, I don't know if he's a Jesus guy. If he is, and that's oh, yes, you do. Well,
3: uh, let me let me stop you there. He is. Otherwise, he wouldn't have gotten the job. We, I think we're we're past the point of guessing on that. Like we can stop pretending. Like, well, I don't know. I don't know if he's a if he's a you know a strong man of faith. We know because otherwise he wouldn't have gotten this job.
2: Yeah, I, I need to. No, you don't. I need to. I need to research it. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to okay. put something on him. Okay. But if that is the case, then that's just pathetic. It's just <laughs> pathetic. Uh, like I
3: said, though. I mean, it, wh- when the Astros hired Bo Porter, everyone was like, "Really, Bo Porter?" Huh? But they knew they knew what they were going to be for the next couple years. And Bo Porter was cheaper than the alternatives. Uh, Bo Porter wasn't going to tell him no. Right. David Culley's not going to tell him no. You know, I I wouldn't, I don't know if Eric B said no. I don't know if Leslie Frazier said no. It wouldn't shock me if they did. Like if, it, do you think if, if Eric B reached out to Deshaun and said, Hey, Deshaun, I'm looking into this thing. What do you think? And Deshaun says, listen, coach, I've got no interest in being here. I I, I, Nothing against you. I'm just done with this place. If you're Eric Biennemi at that point, would you rather be the head coach of the Texans, knowing Deshaun wants out, or the offensive coordinator of the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs? I I know what I'd pick.
2: Yeah, except... You know, the guy wants to be a head
3: coach well, now. Guess what? Those opportunities pop up every year.
2: Yeah, well, but they popped up two years in a row now, and he hasn't gotten any piece of one. Well,
3: so I, I think, honestly, Leslie Frazier, I'd rather be the D.C. in Buffalo than be the, the the head coach of the Texans without Deshaun. Yeah, Watson. but people
2: don't think that they don't think that way. They, they, I don't they really, believe you well i don't well, care just because you think that way if a guy wants you're, to, you're saying
3: people don't think that way no people do think that way you
2: think that way not people
3: you think i'm the only person in the world who thinks wow that's not a great long-term career no decision i think for me.
2: i think uh, you're, you're just like
3: oh well that looks you're like seeing a big bear trap with an apple in the middle of it and going oh i'm hungry for an apple i'm an idiot i'll just go in there and grab this apple
2: no you're you're that's not how people think but you're no you're totally generalizing that people are going to look at a situation when there's only
3: 32 of these jobs Aaron, did I, am I the one who generalized, or is he the one who said, people don't think like that? Which Who made a generality?
1: I mean, both of y'all did, but I will say this about the— Les- So, I agree with you more on the Leslie Frazier thing than the Eric Bieniemy Because Leslie Frazier probably looked at the landscape and knew Deshaun Watson's leaving and has already had a failed head coaching experience and knows if he comes here and screws it up royally, Deshaun Watson here or not he's never going to get his name mentioned as a head coach again yeah, it's but a lot when, easier to stay He's in an old guy though. but I he's not he he's cares. not
2: getting another job I mean he, he was if he flames out here he's done anyway well if he if he he probably isn't getting another job if he didn't get this one who else was talking to Leslie Frazier who no else one. was talking to Jim Caldwell no you one. don't think those guys would jump at it no I
3: mean the, the only one why because Jim Caldwell's out of work Jim Caldwell maybe I'm not, but Leslie Frazier and Eric Bienemy have good, secure jobs. Bienemy, I
2: think you can make a case for, but Leslie Frazier is an old dude who's not getting another chance to be a head coach.
3: I don't know. I I, I don't totally agree with that. I, I mean, the, the, Marvin Lewis got interviews this off season, and trust me, going forward, if you're a black head coaching candidate, you'll get interviews. You'll get interviews every year.
2: Yeah, because you have to. You're not no. going to get the job. Eric B. Enemy has, has had, what, 10 interviews now. Doesn't have a job yet. And and look, I, I agree. If I'm him, I'm being pretty picky. And if I know Deshaun's not coming, and I know that Easterby's going to be a problem, then I'll probably wait another year. I don't think his stock goes down. But, uh, but kind, of, kind of like Leslie Frazier's not getting another head coaching job. He'll
3: get Maybe some interviews. He, and that's probably fine with him. He probably says, you know what, I'd rather just stay up here making the money I'm making and actually have some success and some happiness then go down there and play with a roster that has zero chance of success. Yeah,
2: see, I I just think that I think you're wrong about that. I mean, I I'm sure there's guys that feel that way, which totally cool with. But I think most people want the head coaching jobs because there just aren't that many of them, and you don't get many opportunities. And guys don't think I'm going to fail. And, and I hate that mentality. It's, oh, I'm going to go in that situation. It sucks. I'm going to I'm going to be bad. There's
3: some places I, where you know you're going to fail.
2: I I'm. I believe I like the guys who think they're confident enough to go into any situation and be successful.
3: Okay, well, you're, you want unrealistic guys? That's then. not necessarily unrealistic. You want a guy who t- who takes the Kansas football head coaching job saying, "I'm going to win the Big Twelve this year." That's unrealistic.
2: Who, not that year, but who doesn't take that job thinking they can do what Mangino did there?
3: No, they. What they're thinking is. Hopefully, I can make this thing relevant enough that I can keep this job for a while. Oh, you just have the defeatist attitude, man. That's all. Okay.
2: Everybody's losers. All right. Quick break. Some this is a you.
3: losing card. Losing hand. It is. Do you ever fold your hand pre-flop? Uh, it, or do you ever say, well, maybe three three seven will come out? Uh,
2: the problem with that analogy, AJ, is that you don't get to keep playing different hands. This is the hand you have. No, you do get to keep no. playing different hands. How? The Texans are going to be Cal McNair's garbage for the next 10 years. You have to play that hand. So it's how you play that hand.
3: It, Leslie Frazier didn't have to play that hand. He mucked it, and he'll wait for the next one if it comes around. It won't
2: come around. That's the then, thing. Then
3: he'll just sit out and blind out, and I'd rather do that than go in with 3-7 and look like an ass.
2: Well, at least you get your chips in. You might actually win. So I, I, I just don't get the mindset of, oh, well, I can't win there. I'm not going.
3: Okay, you, can, you then your mindset is I can win anywhere and it's just it's a fairy tale.
2: No, it's yes, not it a fairy is. tale. No, it's not. Okay, there's not well, a single the head coach <laughs>
1: at Rice might win the national championship next year. You never know. Well, this is where I agree with Fred <laughs> is because head coaches and quarterbacks you have to have the same attitude. You have to walk into any job knowing I'm the baddest mf'er out then there. Then nobody's taking
3: I'm... this job. No one is because this this is an impossible job. Sorry. No one's that dense to think they can come. David Culley will lie to you and tell you he thinks he can win here. David Culley has been around football long enough to know that this is not a winning situation. Period. And if you want to hear him lie to you, maybe he will. And if that makes you feel like, well, he's a winner. Cool. I assure you in three years, you'll be saying, oh, that guy had no idea what was coming his way. But he did. He knew.
2: So if you believe we couldn't win the ratings, would you come work here?
3: No. I wouldn't have come here from Austin if I didn't think we could win.
2: See, I hate that attitude. I want people who think they can come in and fix things.
3: No, I'm, it's not my job to be a fixer.
2: Yeah. That's what a head coach's job is, though, AJ. It's totally different. A
3: head coach's job is to lead. Let's just go to if, break. If you're in the Let's military, just... you don't lead guys into a battle that you know you can't win. You don't just lead guys to slaughter. That's dummy talk.
2: You really are hopeless. Let's take a quick okay. break. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5.
0: This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to the Blitz on ESPN ninety seven five and on ESPN ninety two five live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman, and we're back
2: on the Blitz. So we said AJ won the first part, Fred won the second part. <laughs> what's but the first part in this? I, I don't know. know. I, I wasn't paying attention. Uh, but and, and here's here's to my point from a texture, If what AJ says is correct, then how come the Jets, Browns, and Jags are able to hire a new coach every three years? Well, plenty, plenty of coaches think they can win there. Nobody could win in Buffalo until they
3: could. How many coaches leave good jobs to go to there?
2: But a coordinator job is, is listen, a guy who's a good coordinator can is Aaron always... Is the Enemy's
3: stock going to go down in the next year?
2: Um, only if Patrick, if Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes heads falls off. Yeah, that, that could happen.
3: But that's it. But So why? You also why take the risk?
2: Seven... Jobs open this year, a couple of which are pretty damn good, and he couldn't get them.
3: So I mean, it doesn't his- mean that. you So you say, well, that's like saying, well, th- there's seven girls in this bar. I'm going to marry one of them, and the six decent ones say no thanks, and then the seventh one who used to have a penis and has a uh, a hairy mole hanging off of her eyelid says, "I'll marry you, Fred," and you just say, "Well." Let's do it. Or you could just go back to the bar next week and try
1: again. Well, I mean, give that, Fred a marriage analogy. No, that's but that,
2: that, doesn't, that doesn't work at all because there's only 32 women in the whole world in that example. So you're going to sit around and wait for one of them to get divorced. But and, then the hope that, and then hope they take you. See, that's why, that doesn't work at all. But, Look, I, listen, I get where you're coming from. And I, I agree with you that the enemy ch- is probably the guy who's, who has a choice and says, you know what, I don't want to go to this mess. But most guys aren't, man. I'm telling you, most of these guys think they can win. That's the mindset they've always had. There's never been a coach that's gone into a situation and said, you know what, I'm just going to go here and get paid, but we're going to lose. I mean, nobody believes that. They all think they can win. It's just like uh, Nick Nick Casario thinks he's a good GM. He thinks he can turn this thing around. He's not going to go into it thinking, oh, boy, this is a horrible, horrible job. But I'm going to take it because I want to be a GM.
3: So, Do you think Nick Casario feels as confident about his job now as he did, you know, a month ago? He's got a six-year contract, so I'm but pretty do sure. do you feel like his mental confidence is the same? Um, or do you do you yeah. think he's saying, man, this is getting a lot tougher?
2: Well, I I think he had to come in knowing that the Watson thing was going to be a problem. I mean, if, if you're not thinking about that, if you're not thinking four moves ahead, then you're not very smart. Let me, let me just be honest with you. And I don't know that he's very smart because that's all I've heard from people that say, hey, man, this is a sharp guy. He's going to do a good job. Well, I I don't know that this is indicative of that. I don't know that this hire tells me, hey, man, what a
3: shrewd hire. Is there anything about it that says that to you? No, not really. But I I guess my point is, and I'm not saying everybody goes in thinking they're going to lose, but there are places where you look and say, you know what? This situation is... Isn't optimal for me to succeed. I'll wait for a more optimal situation because I'm in a comfortable spot now. It's like it's like me if I or, or Josh Ennis is a great example. Josh Ennis is a guy who is is looking for a, a full time job somewhere. He's got his his antenna up. If some job at like the fourth radio station in you know. Little Rock, Arkansas calls and says, hey, Josh, we'd like you to do middays. Josh could do that because guess what? That's a paying radio job. Or he could say, no, I'll wait it out here because I'm in a situation where I can I'm comfortable enough to wait and I'll wait until a more optimal opportunity arises. This isn't unheard again, of that's, in life. No,
2: but again, you're using a terrible analogy. I mean, a midday. Why is it terrible?
3: Because I'm, I'm about to. It's, it's a paying radio job. How about you job. let me
2: explain? It's a paying radio job in a crap market. It's not the same as one of 32
3: big jobs. That's what this is. Not all 32 jobs are created equal, Fred. This is a crap job.
2: Yeah, but you. Yeah, that's just a bad analogy. No, it's Come not, on, man.
3: I, I, you're, you're
2: so dense to seeing what this team is. No, I know what this team is. It has nothing to do with that.
3: The thing is, you, though, you're the, acting the like, offensive coordinator of the Chiefs is a better job than the head coach of the Texans. Sorry, it just is. Unless you want to be a head coach, which most guys do, that's their and goal. You can be,
2: but why take the first one that asks you? He wasn't. The, I don't think they asked him first off. And first, here, here's the other thing. I've I, I told you. I've already said, be enemy. Take him out of the conversation because I could see where he say no. But you're trying to tell me the defensive coordinator job in Buffalo for Leslie Frazier is a better career move for him, and that's just silly. He's not going to get another chance to be, unless he's fine doing what he's doing. But if he is, why are you interviewing twice? Why are you coming down here and
3: talking to these guys twice, wanting the job? Maybe you, or you're getting a feel for the job. Have you ever gone on an interview in a job on a job that you didn't know if you were going to take?
2: I've never actually interviewed
3: for a job. I'm the wrong person to ask. Oh, well, you're, you seem to be an expert on it.
2: Well, I've done a lot of interviews. Well, guess yeah. what?
3: There's a lot of times when the people you're interviewing, they're interviewing you too, because they don't know if they want to work for you. I never
2: had that problem. People always wanted to work for me.
3: I've been in interviews where I didn't know if I wanted to be there or not. That's it's not uncommon. I know, but
2: but AJ, you can't equate that with what is one of 32 jobs. It's a it's a that's what these guys get in the business for. There are
3: 32 for. offensive Listen, coordinator jobs in the NFL too.
2: Yeah. And guess what? Guys want that, but when they want they get that job, you know what they want to be is head coach. That's what that's what almost all of them. I mean, I'm sure there's some that are fine being coordinators their whole life. Look at Wade Phillips still out
3: there begging for a head coaching job. So That's what these guys want to Steve do. Steve Sarkeesian, who was just the offensive coordinator at Alabama, took the Texas job. Do you think he would have left being the Alabama O.C. to take the, the head coaching job at Vanderbilt? I don't know. I, yes, you do. I don't do. know. No, I don't because— Okay, well, hey, I know. Well, listen. I know. but I hey, can tell you
2: he wouldn't have. Well, no, you don't know because you don't know the guy. Okay. You don't know the guy any more than I do.
3: No, but I know he. I, I know people are smart enough to have common freaking sense that you're apparently don't you don't believe exists.
2: I'm listen. How many guys? Look, look at all the guys that go and work for Saban. They take a job the first one they get, pretty much. I mean, Sark Sark got a great job, but if he'd been offered Vanderbilt, you go look at his at his whole career, man, and why he lost the job. He obviously wanted another head coaching job, and and, 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 and it just so happens he got a better one than. Then, so, and maybe,
3: and his did you hear his name come up for anything else besides no, Texas? No, I didn't, but here's the thing. Let's say he didn't take the Texas job, and let's say Vanderbilt offered him the job, and he was like, no, I'm good. I'll just be the OC at Alabama again next year. Well, next year, when Alabama's top five in offense again, is Steve Sarkeesian's stock any higher or lower?
2: Well, his stock was as high as it ever was going to get this year. I mean, okay. I, it, 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 what, did, what did if they think regress he was a plummet little bit?
3: to the point where Vanderbilt might not want him next time well, or know. Kansas wouldn't want him a year later?
2: No, but again, those jobs aren't going to be I mean, you're going to wait on those jobs the second time now. Is that what you're telling me? Maybe. Maybe that's if the best a, I can if do. You're
3: in a spot that's
2: comfortable for you, that you feel OK waiting. Well, not everybody's in that spot. That's my point. There are guys <laughs> who are. And there's a lot of guys, especially if you're an old guy like Leslie Frazier who failed Leslie Frazier's
3: getting paid fine as a D.C. in Buffalo. They're not feeding him peanuts and keeping me locked in a cage under, under Ralph Wilson Stadium. They're doing OK by him. I, I, I think he probably feels OK. I think Eric he probably feels like, "Well, sucks I didn't get hired, but if I'm ever going to be a head coach, maybe I can try again next year." Like taking the worst job in the league isn't a, it's not a good long-term career move. It's just not.
2: It's still better than being a coordinator most places. I disagree. Well, it's, you, you, you'd be fine being the number two guy in life. Okay. I want the head job. I want well, the main cool.
3: job. Cool. And then next year, when somebody gets a job way better than you, and you're fired two years down the road, and you're going, damn, I, maybe I should have waited a year. This isn't, it's not hard to figure out, Fred. This is just life stuff, not just football. It's life stuff. Well, I'm
2: sorry. I don't go into a job expecting to fail. Okay. And if it's a bad situation, I go in trying to make it better. All right. Sorry, that's just my mindset.
3: So if the uh, if you know the the Houston Observer called you tomorrow and said, "Hey, Fred, we we want to be, we're going to get into the print newspaper business. We're going to be bigger than the Chronicle. We want to hire you to be the editor. We're going to pay you this amount of money. What do you say?" Well, what's it? Once again, it's not a good. It's an, an impossible no, thing. It's a step
2: down from what I'm doing.
3: Okay. okay. So you,
2: you've got to give me a step up, AJ, and it's got to pay a hell well, of a lot more. Money. I just told you. Uh, that Airbnb is not a step would be up. taking a
3: step down to, go, to be the head coach right. of the Texans.
2: You're, Period. You've, you made your point. It's very poor, but you made your point. Okay. Um, let's go to Lawyer Dave. Lawyer Dave's pretty good at arguing. What's up, Lawyer Dave? Uh,
4: well, you guys are having a pretty good argument today, aren't you? Well, let me tell you, if a person gets in a bad situation because they're getting a wreck, they should call me, Lawyer Dave, at 713-626-8900, and I'll get, help them get out of that jam. I'll help them get better.
2: Yeah, and guess what? You don't charge at all for the consultations if they call you, and you don't get paid a dime until you win.
4: That's exactly right. Anybody that's got a legal question of any kind, if I don't know the answer, I'll find it out. If I don't do that kind of work, I'll send it to somebody else. But, no, there's never a cost, a charge for a consultation, and we take this ride together. So at the end of the case, when we win, we split the winnings. If there's no winnings to be had, you don't owe me any money. That's how we roll at Mr. Maker Straub and Zumwalt.
2: Yeah, and if, if if they've had any kind of accident, also problems with doctors, any of that, you take care of all of it, right?
4: You bet we do. If someone goes to a doctor, we had a guy that uh, had a serious head injury because he wasn't taking care of property at a hospital. So if you have a problem with a doctor or a hospital or bad drugs, get me up about that, 713-626-8900, and I'll help you out for sure.
2: Yeah, tell them how else they can get in touch with you.
4: Well, the phone number of course, 713-626-8900 or lawyerdave.com is my email address or at @lawyerdavelaw is my Twitter handle. Or you can find me through Fred anytime,
2: for sure. All right, if they need a lawyer, what do they do?
4: They had better dial Dave. No masterpiece. Hey. 10 bad bad then they
0: after me. Bang. One bad baby like a- is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fower and A.J. Hoffman.
2: And we're back on The Blitz. Reginald says O'Brien left New England to go to Penn State. Head coach anywhere is better than coordinator. I'm not saying that's the case. I, and I'm not saying this is a good job either. I want to make that clear. I just also think that there's very few guys that look at that and say oh, I can't win there. Now, Do you
3: think Les Miles thought he was going to win at Kansas? Um, I'm sure in his mind he thought he was. Because Les Miles is David Culley. Les Miles <laughs> is a guy, he's coming from, like, Les Miles didn't have a comfortable job where, you know, like, Les Miles was basically a, he was done as a head coach. And Kansas said, well, we'll we'll take a, a poke at it and see what happens. I think Les Miles, who had, he knew what it took to win in the SEC, he'd been at LSU, he probably realized the first time he saw his kids practice, well, at least they're paying me, and that's like everyone's priority isn't well. I and I saw a couple of people. Lamont was saying, if I get five million to be a a, a head coach on the worst team or a million to be the head, the a coordinator on the best team, I'm taking the five million. I just think that's short sighted because you want that five million a year to last and last and last. Except instead of being short term money, except
2: you can always go back to being the coordinator if you fail.
3: Not always.
2: Okay. If you're that good and in that kind of position, you can always get another coordinator job. Was Les Miles able to get another LSU? No. But he got a, a Division One job. Well, in, and in what's Haimoli. he going to get
3: now? Now that he took that job, what's he going to go back to now?
2: Probably not going to get anything now, but that was a step back. That's Bingo! Like,
3: now he took the worst possible job and was exposed as this is not a great coach. But it wasn't like he had any options. Not people weren't calling Les
2: Miles all the time. Any guy wanted the guy wanted to work. Why would you fault him for that? He thought now, he could do. You know, the he difference go there was and win. Les
3: Miles didn't have a job at the time. Yeah. Eric Bieniemy has a job that I'm guessing he lives comfortably on the salary that he makes. Leslie Frazier not only does he have a job with a comfortable salary. He also has years of head coaching money that I'm sure he's tucked away, and is he's probably doing okay. They're not starving. They're not living in the you know in the projects. These are guys who are making good money now, so it's easy to say, "Well, I'll take the great money over the good money," but not all great money is the same. It's just not.
2: See, I I I don't think it's about the money. I don't. I don't it doesn't. That part doesn't interest me. To me, it's like okay, there's what three tri- drive time shows in this city you you can't tell me you wouldn't want to go from being um midday or weekends to being a drive time guy even if it's 7:90
3: okay what if what if uh you know when we were doing middays totally hypothetical not real at all but what if 610 called me and said hey we'd like you to do afternoon drive here with Rich Lord what do you think i would have said
2: um uh, same thing some other people said no.
3: Why, but why though? It's a drive time slot.
2: Because I that's a guy that I wouldn't want to work with. But guess what? But you, you,
3: know, you do want to work with Jack Easterby and Cal McNair all of a sudden.
2: No, I don't. But uh then, the then other sounds like a
3: pretty similar situation.
2: And, and it actually wasn't the the money wasn't very good. So it, it wasn't it wasn't what I was expecting. Just like um well I'll, I'll give you a real life example when uh right before we got here. I was uh, offered a job in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and pretty much the premier newspaper in the country. And then I found out what it paid, which is about half what I was making at the time, which wasn't much. Okay. So if I mean. That's a
3: different scenario, though.
2: Well, kind of. I mean, if it, it, it's, it sort of backs up. If you're, you're saying, saying you weren't
3: making very much at the time, like these guys are making plenty of money. Is what I'm saying. It's not like it's not like a, a you know, a guy who's deciding should I leave college to go to the NBA early or not because my family's you know in, in real bad shape. I, I need I gotta you know, my mom's got medical bills. These are guys who make very comfortable livings as it is.
2: But if it's a guy's goal is to take that kind of job, that's what he's gonna do. If I if that's what I really thought was important to me, I would have taken the job.
3: I think that you're, you're not weighing everything involved. Well, like, neither are you. People that, have, people have more than one thing that's important to them.
2: But the, the thing is, you're not weighing it either. You're just saying, well, nobody wants that job. And that's not really it. I think there's a lot of people who want to be a head coach, period. And they don't think they're going to fail. And yes, am I sure they And like I said, I think Eric Bannemi might be one of them. If, I think he might be one of the guys thinking, hey, you know what? I'll, I'll wait for another shot. But... But for, to try to act like Leslie Frazier would turn down that job to me is silly. I mean, if the guy doesn't want to be a head coach again, why is he coming down for interviews? Why is everybody pushing him?
3: Like I said, guys interview all the time to see if they're interested in your situation. Why did he come back for a second one then? I, I don't know. Because maybe he was still seeing if he was interested. Maybe he hadn't heard from Deshaun yet. But I'll tell you like if if that were if I were waiting for a head coaching job and this is the one that came up now mind you all of this revolves around if I knew Deshaun didn't want to be here. I don't know if Leslie or Eric Bieniemy knew Deshaun didn't want to be here. I'm saying if I knew like if Eric Bieniemy called and said, "Hey, I want to come work with you and Deshaun said, "Nope, it's too far gone. I'm out." Then if I'm Eric Bieniemy, I would pass. And that may be what happened.
2: But I, I mean, I think to lump Leslie Frazier in there's kind of silly. You're talking about a guy who, again, nobody's. I mean, everybody talks about Eric Eric B. enemy for jobs, and he got a bunch of interviews. Nobody's talking about Leslie
3: Frazier. He would have taken that job in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. I I don't know. I I I mean, you act like Leslie Frazier's n- never been interviewed for a, a head coaching job before. When was the last time he got? I, I don't I don't know, but I mean, you like, when's the last time Jim Caldwell was and he got interviewed? Like, Marvin Lewis got interviewed. Like, guys will get interviews. By the Texans. Guys will get interviews. Well, those, yeah. I mean, obviously, black guys are going to get interviews
2: because they Is have Is Leslie
3: Frazier black? Yeah. I guess he'll get another interview, won't he?
2: Maybe so. But, I mean, you're, I, I think you're generalizing that nobody would want a job and try, and I, I don't think you can lump those two in. I'm sure if they offered Leslie Frazier the job, he would have taken it. I'm certain of that. Okay. And... Now, be enemy would be something different, but I think you have to look at each person individually. And the, and the Urban Meyer thing is a great deal. Urban Meyer can pick and choose where he wants to go. Here's
3: Leslie Frazier can't. Jason Garrett got interviewed for the Chargers job. Yeah. W- w- like, why wouldn't – I mean, it, so or if Jason if Jason Garrett can get interviews, Leslie Frazier can get interviews.
2: Let me ask you this. If he didn't – and Texter brings this up. If he didn't want the job, why was he putting together a coaching staff?
3: I, maybe he did want it. I, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm just saying – it's not a job that, that is just a slam-dunk home run. Well, it's one of 32. I've got to take it. And maybe you are neither a coaching staff because he thought Deshaun wanted to be here. I'm
2: pretty sure that when they talk to those guys, because Deshaun made this request last week, apparently, mm-hmm. it, certainly when you bring them in, you tell them that. That he, he wants to be traded. The first thing we need you to do is come in and smooth that over. And if you can't, then be prepared to work with Tua or Sam Darnold.
1: Not only that, he's been passed over for how many jobs? Eventually, it gets into your mind where you start thinking, is this my entire life? I did this a long time in radio, waiting and waiting and waiting for a full-time job offer, and I applied and I interviewed with several radios and markets and stuff. And every time I got passed up, I would sit there and think, am I really supposed to be doing this, or is my lot in life to be part-time radio board guy that works at 4 a.m. every morning on a station I don't care about?
3: But now imagine part-time a board op guy working at 4 a.m., you had a, a lifestyle that we, was supporting your family comfortably. Are, are you going to take the first job that comes up, whatever it may be? I mean, if the money is not... not in, Like,
1: again, he be moving up in salary. Your, were you
3: going to move your family to Des Moines for, for double your salary?
1: Uh, if I was the breadwinner of my family, yeah.
3: Okay. But what if you were making enough as the breadwinner in your family here to stay? And now you say... Well, I've got, and I've I've been in this situation before. I've been offered a job in a smaller market, making more money, and then I ask myself, do I want to move my family across the country for a little bit more money? To, I mean, for, for like
1: to work in a smaller place is that is that the best move? For but me? you haven't you hadn't been passed up over and over and over again. That's what I'm saying is, B. Enemy's been passed you, up over and over and over again. I've been in that situation. Where I applied for thirty-eight jobs, interviewed for fourteen of them all in one year, and got passed up on every one of them. The problem is,
3: enemy has a good job, and his stock—all it's doing—is going up. I mean, as long as Eric Beanie's the—and I don't think—I don't think if he doesn't get a head coaching job, the Chiefs are going to fire him. Uh, if anything, hell, maybe at some point Andy Reid, who's an old ass man, says, "You know, Eric, if—if if it doesn't work out this time." When I retire in a few years, maybe you take over this job. Now, what's more appealing—the thought of that, or coming to coach the Texans without Deshaun Watson, with AJ McCarron, while they sit there and groom Josh McCown to be your replacement? No,
1: thanks. I'm just pointing out the emotional toll it can take well, on you to get passed up job after job when you everybody tells you you're the next big thing.
2: And that's—I mean—that's a good point. And but to AJ's point, not everybody's in your situation. Not everybody has a family to move. Not everybody. Some people, that's all they want to do is be a head coach and they believe in themselves and everybody's different. And I think by generalizing and saying, Oh, well, nobody wants this job. Isn't really fair, even though it's a crap job. And if I'm a, I'm a head coach somewhere else, I ain't taking it. But if I'm a coordinator and I really want to be a head coach, I'm looking at it saying, all right, I I can fix this. I can make this better. It's going to be hard. But, hell, look where Buffalo was a few years ago. I can do that. Of course, I'll be fired in three years, and Josh McCown will get the job. <laughs> but, you know, you'd also have to have some boundaries. It's like, I ain't dealing with Cal McNair or Jack Easterby if I'm head coach.
3: And, and, it sounds like you will.
2: Well, that's what I'm telling them. And if they don't hire me because of that, that's fine. But I'm taking the then job.
3: why do you think they hired the guy they hired? Well, he probably because he said. didn't care. Mm. He's saying, well, whatever you say, guys, Well, and I'm that's, down for.
2: And, and to me, that's what they were actually down to were guys who would take the job
3: well and that's what I'm saying like if Leslie Frazier and Eric Bienamy, if they said listen you're the head coach but really you're you're gonna have to deal with a lot like football decisions are being made above you like maybe they say well this isn't the job for me then it's not out of the realm of possibility to think that they just thought it wasn't a good fit
2: and maybe a guy like Matt Eberflus decided that and just told him no thanks. Oh,
0: I'm sure
3: Matt Everflew but,
2: said that. But I mean, I, I just don't think you can lump Leslie Frazier in there with all those guys. Like he's some great shakes guy. He was. A, he's a retread who would have been lucky to get the
3: job. And just because he's with you your, you feel be- like David Culley's lucky to get the job. Yeah, you think he'll feel that way in three years?
2: He, he, he's probably. He would have never gotten another chance. Leslie Frazier's not going to get another chance. At least the guy's going to get to be a head coach. Maybe he does something with it. Maybe he's not a complete failure. Guess what? There are people in life who are not complete failures. Maybe it works out. I don't like its chances, but uh, we'll let let the callers get in next segment. Quick break. It's a Blitz on ESPN 97.5,
0: 92.5. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman.
2: And we're back on The Blitz, and it just came over Twitter. Texans plan to hire Pep Hamilton as quarterback's coach. We were just talking about it on the Twitch. So,
1: um,
2: not sure what that means for Josh McCown. We just assumed he'd be quarterback coach. But uh, says they're a lovey Smith for defensive role and have current reserve quarterback Josh McCown in mind for an offensive position.
3: So, well, there you go. Whatever that means. So, a lot of people are saying, well, "If I got a job offer, like a uh, offer Screw Tape Seven One Three for the next five years, you make you make fifty k, and someone says, here's hundred and fifty k.' Oh, by the way, it's fully guaranteed for the next five years, guaranteed. Well, but what if that what if that job also put put your career your long term livelihood at risk so you have those 5 years of making 250k but then there's no guarantee that you'll ever work again in that job and you may just be gone forever is that is it worth it or knowing that next year maybe 2 years down the road you could keep making 50k for a while and then another 250k job comes up that won't risk your long term health
2: that's you're counting on another job to come up that you would want, and that's available, and that they want you.
3: Or you're asking yourself, is it worth just the risk? I got to risk it now, even though it may kill my career.
2: I, I just, I, my mindset. If I'm that guy, is it's not going to kill my career because I'm going to go in there and kill it here. I'm going to do as good a job as anybody could do in this job.
1: Yeah, there's a difference between our average, the average job, and a, being a head coach too, because head coaches work 140 hours a week between sleeping at sleeping there, doing film study, and all that crap. The average job most people do it so they can live because it's you know yeah, hey it, I do, I might not like this job but it pays me okay
2: and that's why it's hard to have money discussions with people because we're talking about million dollar jobs and you're talking about from fifty k to two hundred and fifty k is life changing money right. for a lot of people from for even for a short term
3: and so, not not to say that one point five million to five million isn't life changing it, it is but at one point five million you're doing okay.
2: But there's also the prestige of being the head coach and running your own show and bringing in your own people. And, and you know, now in this case, there are better opportunities for coaches, but how many better opportunities are going to happen for Leslie Frazier? It's just not going to happen. You know what? If McDermott left the Bills tomorrow, Frazier wouldn't even get that job. It'd be Dayball. Yeah. So, at least in the enemy's case, you got an old-ass Andy Reid might want to retire after he wins another one, or dude could always die of a heart attack from a hamburger at any time. So yeah, I could see staying there, but it's good to get his name out. So that one I get, and I'm sure there's coaches. Hey, ah, you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to mess with this Easterby guy. And boy, see you because you just won't give up on this. I can't get to what I really want to get to today, which is how much I hate this bleeping organization, and everything has gone wrong since Easterby's gotten there, and my last hope was that nick casario was the adult in the room if this is your call uh you're not the adult in the room no in fact there are no adults in the room and you're a total mess you're a total joke and you're better off without deshaun watson too and i'm, I'm gonna get to that at five o'clock but let's get some calls in james you're on go
5: Guys, love the discussion. I'm glad you guys finally disagree on some things. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. I think my assessment of this overall is that Houston has low sports self-esteem in that we're, we're talking about, you know, what's a good job, who wants to come here, this and that. We need a guy who wants to make a splash. We need a guy who wants to win a Super Bowl. That's the bottom line. We don't want a guy who just, you know, is just going to come in and fill space. We want a guy that wants to win and and wants is totally bought into this position. That's my that's my, my thought. So
3: I'll hang up a move.
2: Yeah, that's kind of what it feels like.
3: Yeah. So you know, here's another good example. Josh McDaniels could have taken a head coaching job, and he said, "You know what? I'm better off staying the OC for the Patriots." Did that happen or not? He, he accepted actually, a job, yeah. and then he was like, you know what? I'm better off back here, right?
2: Well, fortunately for the Colts, they were better off with him going back. Sure,
3: they were. But but he made that decision and said, this isn't the ideal situation for me. I'm better off where I was.
2: Well, in retrospect, he's not getting a better job than the Colts. Probably not. And how many teams But are- you're saying
3: that nobody thinks like that. I'm, there's an example of someone who thought that exact way. I'd rather be an OC with Brady and Belichick than take this job that I don't think is a winner. And he was wrong. Yeah. about it being a winner, certainly, and now he's in a pay- – but that's, that's uh, but all again, stuff that he didn't have are, control over. But those
2: are also – and and he had been a coach before and probably wanted to make sure he was going into a better situation, although I think Denver was a pretty good situation. He just wasn't a good coach. But, yeah, and, I, I'm, and I, it, it goes back to exactly what I was saying. If, if Eric Bieniemy made that decision, I get it. But that's not how most of these guys think, and you're assuming they all think that way, and
3: that's that's just – I'm not saying I'm they sorry. all do. I'm saying some do. You said no one thinks that way.
2: No, I'm saying the vast majority don't think that That's way. Not what they you said. want the job.
3: You said no one thinks that way because I said some people might not want to do that. Some people might not I, want After the job. I
2: specifically said be enemy not, might not want it and spent minutes talking about that. Okay, let's try Joseph.
3: Hey, sports guys. Sportsman.
4: So, I'm just still confused about this whole hiring situation. I mean, I really was into Cal McNair once he made the decision to fire Bill O'Brien and then goes into hire put money into hiring this search firm and apparently the only guy in his ear is Jesus Easter be And it's just I'm just flabbergasted about how we became the worst organization in football. And then can't really explain it. You could write a book about it and it'd still be ridiculous to even think about it.
3: Well I <laughs> can't believe I, I can't believe you're flabbergasted by it. It feels it feels like like We've been standing on the tracks, and the train's been coming at us for a long time, and if you don't move, and Cal didn't seem like he wanted to move, the train was going to hit. I don't think it was that Cal didn't want to
2: move. Cal was just sitting there going, ooh, look at the pretty lights coming at me. <laughs> look at that. Uh, actually, be slower than <laughs> that's, Look. Sh- that's at, shiny. Look at the pretty lights. Ah! Yeah. Let's
3: talk to uh, Todd. Hello, Todd.
5: Hey, what's up, guys? <clears throat> Real quick, uh, the first caller talking about needing to make a splash and come in and want to win the Super Bowl. Nobody in their realistic mind would take the Houston job and think that there's any shot of making the Super Bowl. Like, the only, uh, thing that you have going for you wants out. So that's not going to happen. Uh, with the enemy, uh, I agree. With AJ, um it is better to stay, but with Fraser I agree with Fred. I mean you gotta take that job if you get the opportunity. But as far as Cully goes, uh just his last two jobs, you know, he was in Buffalo. As soon as he left Buffalo, Josh Allen Grew by leaps and bounds and had a much better year. And then he goes; he's a passing coordinator in Baltimore, and they have the 32nd ranked passing offense in the league. And I get he's not a retread, but at 64 years old, isn't that kind of a bad thing that he's never had that opportunity before? I'll hang up
3: and listen. Absolutely, guys. it's a bad thing. Yeah, I mean it's it's obviously a bad thing. And but we haven't gotten
2: enough into this, but it it, it it's a hire that makes no sense. Unless, uh, unless that's the only guy that would agree to the way Casario and Easterby want to run things, and, and that might be the case. And Haitian hey Diva says she agrees with you. You have to wager the bet and ask yourself if you're leaving a better position and go into something that has no upside. Stay where you are and wait for a better st- situation instead of crapping out. You can't blanket that though because not everybody is in the same situation. Not everybody's not everybody is not everybody's the OC for the Chiefs. No, Which is going? We're going to Super job. Bowl again with Patrick Mahomes. You're never. You know what? That's why. That's why Bill O'Brien's the Alabama offensive coordinator now. You know what? You're never going to look bad as the offensive coordinator at Alabama. He's going to rebuild himself, and somebody will take a chance, and he'll be an idiot again. But you know, that's that's why Sark went there to get another job.
3: That's why Lane Kiffin went to Florida Atlantic. Do you think Adam Gase will be an offensive coordinator in the NFL again?
2: Uh, I think at some point he'll, he may go back to quarterback coach or something and build his way back up. A lot of guys do that. Leslie Frazier had to do that. He had to go yep. back to being a special team or not a special teams, a <laughs> secondary
3: coach. Cause like Freddie Kitchens, who was an OC Yeah, took a job that he knew he couldn't win. And now he's like a tight ends coach or something. Like, it's just, that's the risk you take. Would, now, David Cully probably doesn't care. I, I mean, David Cully's well, 65. He is,
2: and, and it's probably the only chance he's ever going to get to coach a team. Yes. So, of course, you take the chance. No
3: one else was ever going to offer him a head coaching job. Like, like, clearly, because uh, since, I, I think, 1989, when he was the OC at, at UTEP, he's never even been a coordinator. So, no one was calling him for a head coaching job. He was probably as surprised as anyone to, to hear his name brought up. But, so he's not that worried about falling back. But I, I guess and Freddie Kitchens may be a bad example because no one ever thought that Freddie Kitchens was a rising star, but Adam Gase, there's a lot of people who thought he would be very good. And now I, I don't know if he, I don't know if but he team, also, but if he, a team hired Adam Gase as their OC, we'd go, Ooh, really?
2: But he also had two jobs, AJ, not just one. He failed yeah. in Miami and yeah. then the Jets still thought enough of him as a head coach. So guess what? Somebody will hire the guy. And And he was the other guy that was up for the Alabama OC job with O'Brien. So somebody's gonna hire him at some point, and maybe it's quarterbacks coach, and you gotta work your way back up. All, all right. right. I, I want to get I wanna get to all these guys. So let's... we'll
3: take more calls, top of the yeah. hour, but we got so we gotta hit a break, but we'll get more calls in on the other side. It's a blitz on ESP ninety seven five. Gotta tell you guys about hoops. Produnkhoops.com. That's where you go to get the best basketball goal in the entire world. How do I know that, you might ask? Well, I know because I've got one at my house and it looks like I stole it from the Toyota Center. Uh, the thickest steel of any goal on the market. Uh, 75% thicker than the best brands in the big box stores. And a backboard, if it cracks or breaks for any reason, they'll come out and replace it for free. Tempered glass, baby. And it's going to be rust armor finished, so 30 years, maintenance-free, perfect for the Gulf Coast weather. And really, it'll fit any home, driveway, backyard. They've got a fully portable version. They've got a version for your setup. Uh, and they're all adjustable from 10 feet to 5 feet. So, if you got a five year old or a fifteen year old, they can all play and have fun making hoops. That's what it's all about, guys. Check it all out, produnkhoops.com. That's produnkhoops.com. Or give them a call, 281 351 9822. Get your kids hooping at produnkhoops, produnkhoops.com.
0: What's the basis? We ain't going nowhere, but got soups and cases. A trunk full of coke, rental car from AVIP.